Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a Saturday night edition of the Fenway Rundown podcast presented by Mass Live. I'm Chris Cotillo, your host, here for some instant reactions to a couple of moves by the Red Sox. We have my co-beat writer from Mass Live, Chris Smith, uh, here with us this week. Last week, we talked to Sean McAdam from Boston Sports Journal and Ian Brown from MLB.com about a bunch of moves the Red Sox could make. And in the week since, uh, they've made three. Martin Perez comes back on a one-year deal. Infielder, outfielder, Kike Hernandez comes over from the Dodgers on a two-year, $14 million deal. And earlier today, they came to terms with Garrett Richards, former Angels and Padres pitcher, for one year and $10 million. So the Red Sox finally being active. They're up to five free agent signings, and it's a great place to bring in Chris Smith for just instant reactions on um, you know the three moves from the last week, but especially the two we've just seen in the last 24 hours, and Kike Hernandez and Garrett Richards. Yeah, I mean, I, I like um, Garrett Richards. Uh, that was somebody that was on my big board. Which my big board is on Mass Live's uh, <laughs> website. Um, you know, at the beginning of the Mel offseason. Kiper. Yes, exactly right. So he he was somebody that I, I you know I viewed as as somebody the Red Sox might go after just because you know he has a mid nineties fastball, elite spin rate. You know, um, very good slider, very good curveball spin rates good on both those pitches um and you know and he was not going to demand a long-term deal and you know he wasn't tied to a qualifying offer so he seemed like one of the pitches the red sox would pursue a lot of this off this offseason you know in a way it feels very similar to 2012 2013 Mm-hmm. When they, you know, went for short-term deals, Mike Napoli, um, Shane Victorino, Ryan Dempster, Koji Uehara, those are short-term deals, um, and that's kind of what they're doing right now. Uh, they're, you know, getting those second years. Uh, Kiki's uh, Kiki is a uh, two-year deal, yeah. But you know, option years for everybody, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think I like I like the Kiki Hernandez deal as well um they needed a second baseman uh you know and he could fill out different positions although it was interesting somebody posted there on twitter last night that he wants a consistent position that's what he was looking through free agency so it would be interesting to to hear what he has to say and what bloom has to say about his role yeah i think you know i was a little surprised to see that i think you know ken rosenthal or somebody else reported that he 
was looking for a role where he could get 500 at bat. So it looks like based on that, you know, and his close relationship with Alex Cora from playing for team Puerto Rico a couple of years ago, that that's probably a promise that they made him. So he does look like he will be uh, the starting second base. And we'll get back to the infield mix in a second, but now the rotation, I think really shaping up. We know uh, a ton more than we did a week ago about who's actually going to be in that group. So Eduardo Rodriguez, Nate Evaldi, um, were kind of the guys we knew. Now Martin Perez is back. Garrett Richards is in there. And then you have probably Nick Pavetta in the five spot. I guess Tanner Houck might start at AAA, though. If he has a better camp, then he could definitely win that spot. Chris Sale midseason. Uh, you have Brian Mata and Connor Siebold in the mix. Uh, Garrett Whitlock, Matt Andres. Like, all of a sudden, they're, you know, in a way, by the end of the year, looking like they could be 10 deep. And I, I don't think we can rule out um, another addition. But, you know, the rotation's been the topic of conversation all all winter. It's been the topic of conversation since spring training when Sale went down. They traded Price last year. So uh, are, are you comfortable with the group that they have heading in and what the group will look like by the end of 2021? Yeah, Cora was recently, I think it was on MLB Network Radio, he recently said like, oh, this team's deeper than the 2019 team and the 2020 team. And at that point, I'm thinking to myself, really? And, but, you know, you look at it, like last year, this 2020 team, in 60 games, they went through 16 starting pitchers. Yeah. But like six or seven of them, I mean, a, a half of them were guys that weren't on the 40-man rush to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had relievers going out there like Josh Oshich, um, you know. Kick them and run yeah, exactly. the air and those yeah. guys, yeah. Yeah, so you had a bunch of – but this year you have guys that like, you know, I mean, Obviously, there's there's high risk, high reward with with a guy like Garrett Richards. He hasn't pitched more than seventy three innings, I think it is, in a season since two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. Um, and so there are durability issues. I mean, can he pitch for a full one hundred sixty two games? I think durability issues will be with everybody this year, and that's mm-hmm. why, you know, that I mean, you know, especially like you know, you look at Eduardo Rodriguez, and he didn't pitch at all in two thousand twenty. Um, so, you know, everybody coming back, you know, Alvaldi obviously has his injury history, Pavetta's always had really good stuff, but it just hasn't, it just hasn't translated to success. So there's, there's, everybody has some upside. Everybody has some question marks, but they're deeper than they were last year. You know, you got Matt, Matt Andrees, um, you have, you know, as you said, Tanner, how could start the year, you know, in, in triple a, um, so, so they have a lot more options that are viable than last year where they were go where they started Ryan Weber is their number three starter to begin mm-hmm. the season Matt Hall for because of injuries obviously but that you know that that's going to happen to any team right mm-hmm. injuries and so you had him and Matt Hall in there and um, you know this year you have better options and obviously you have a midsummer return potentially a Chris Sale that, that will help it out a lot looking back and I don't think this is really talked about enough but you know terms of leaving themselves short on pitching yes sale gets hurt yes erod has this fluky heart condition from COVID. nobody could have ever seen coming i get it those things are going to sink your team probably no matter what but they left themselves short when they traded david price and like that was such a secondary part of that you know because they traded one of the best players in franchise history fans still aren't over it but still you know they did not they were really short at that point and it obviously cost them but yeah a lot more um depth at this point do you think that they're going to add somebody else? I mean, for me, I kind of thought Odorizzi was going to be the guy. Now I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't think that they're going to commit, you know, whatever he wants, three years, 13 million a year. But 
a guy to me like Rich Hill or Matt Moore or one of these, uh, you know, kind of older, I don't know, mid-rotation guys that's not going to cost much could fit as yet another upside depth option there. Yeah, and like, you know, Rich Hill obviously would plug into the rotation, but a guy like Matt Moore, you know, he could be a, a swing guy like, uh, you know, Matt Andres, you know, there's, um, you know, so so I think that, yeah, I don't think that Jake Odorizzi will be on, is, is on their radar any longer, um, you know, because I, you know, I think they'll try to get somebody that's another swingman, but they have, you know, that was something that I asked Cora about at the winter meeting press conference type thing, Zoom press conference about like a guy like, you know, a swingman, like Hector Velasquez um, and Brian Johnson were so valuable mm-hmm. in 2018. Uh, at one point, Cora called, you know, Brian Johnson, the MVP of that team. At, at many, many points, he said that. <laughs> when you had, you know, J.D., the actual MVP on the team and looking back. And J.D. Martinez racking up, you know, like a thousands OPS. But anyway, yeah, I mean, those guys were so valuable because they could spot start and they could also give you long in- innings and bridge the gap in long relief from a, from a, you know, guy that goes a couple innings at the beginning of the game and really bridge the gap and get you deep into a game and keep you in it. And they didn't have that the last two years. Um, you know, Velasquez in, and Johnson weren't good in 2019. There were some mm-hmm. injuries mixed in with that, but, um, and then they didn't obviously have it in 2020. They didn't have any depth really in 2020 to do it. So, I think they have those guys now. Um, be interesting to see what Whitlock does in spring training. Um, you know, Matt Andres, obviously a, a guy that's really uh, made for that type of role. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they added one more of those type of guys or Rich Hill. Yeah, and it's like all of a sudden you you look at because some of these guys are still in the organization. Ryan Weber, Matt Hall, like we're outrighted, but they're in the organization. They're like you're, you know, by the entering the year they're probably your eighth ninth tenth lines of defense in the rotation and to think about last year that they were you know like the guys they had to go to is pretty crazy turning to the infield i know we talked about kike a little bit um you know the red Sox talked to all those guys those regular second baseman colton wong cesar hernandez some of those guys but it became apparent that they wanted to add a versatile option um like we just talked about it seems like he is going to be given the chance to play full-time at second base. So I think we're kind of locked into the four starters in the infield now. Dahlbeck at first, Kike Hernandez at second, Bogarts at short, Devers at third, obviously. Um, and beyond that, it'll be interesting to see what they do for bench options. I think that the big reverberation for me off this Kike move is who stays on the roster between Christian Arroyo and Michael Chavis. To me, it feels like you know Chavis' time might be suddenly up, which is crazy to say only a couple of years after he came up and had that debut. Um, but to me, I think he's a trade candidate or a candidate to start the year at AAA. Definitely. I, if they don't trade him, then, yeah, he's definitely a candidate to start the year at AAA. And, you know, I think that they like Christian Arroyo. Um, and, you know, I don't know how uh, – you know, even even Alex Cora likes him. You know, Alex wasn't with the team last year, but he tried to mm-hmm. get him for Team Puerto Rico, right, in the, yeah. in the World Baseball Classic. So, you know, he has a connection with Bloom. He has a connection with Cora. And, you know, there's just, there, there's a, there seems to be a ceiling for, for Chavis. And mm-hmm. it's because, you know, he, he has trouble catching up to the high fastballs and, you know, and, and he swings and misses too much. If you're going to swing and miss that too much, as much as he does, 
you're going to have to generate the type of power that Dahlback has, and he's not, he really hasn't hit for that type of, of power that he showed when he first came up. Yeah. You know, and he was hitting home runs left and right. So, um, yeah, I definitely think he's a, a trade candidate, along with, you know, Ben Attendee still could be a trade trade candidate at this point too mm-hmm. but yeah i think that either he's a, a trade candidate or a real potential um candidate to start the year at, at worcester uh i think you know when you look at that mix you have probably arroyo makes the team as a backup and then uh, i've been told that they're looking into adding a left-handed hitting first base compliment to bobby dahlbeck just as some prote- as some protection you know i think he'll be given the chance to play there a lot but with all the strikeouts and everything, it makes sense. Three guys on their radar there. Uh, like that every year, Mitch Moreland uh, reunion is possible. Brad Miller is another guy and Marwin Gonzalez, who gives you a lot of versatility as well. Theoretically, Kike Hernandez plays second. Mostly he can go to the outfield. Uh, Christian Arroyo steps in at second base there. Arroyo can back up at short. Something happens to Bogarts. You can play either Kike or Arroyo at short or second. So um, the more positions these guys play, obviously the more valuable. So uh, we wanted this to be kind of a shorter episode, instant reactions, because this is, you know, where there's there's a lot of moves in the works and probably um, going to be more in the next couple of weeks. But um, when you look at this team now, the way it's constructed, five free agent signings, um, you know, 40 man roster that has undergone by the end of when these guys get added, probably 20 uh, changes, I guess, since the end of the year. Where do you assess the biggest needs right now? Is it in the bullpen? Is it another outfielder? Because um, those, I think, stick out to me as the big two. Yeah, I'd definitely say those are the big two. I think that, um, you know, I guess bullpen is probably more crucial. I would like to see them get somebody that has, you know, at least some closer experience. Um, You know, Matt Barnes has struggled throughout his career in that role. I mean, he did take it over last year and he did look pretty good. But, you know, he's a guy that when you have a whole a full 162 game schedule, um, he often gets tired in the second half. He doesn't mm-hmm. produce as much in the second half. You have to be careful with Matt Barnes because, you know, he does throw hard. He has really good stuff, obviously. His spin rate is, you know, we talk about spin rate, his spin rates there. But it's like with him, if he overthrows too much or if he gets, you know, I mean, it's just like, You've got to be careful with him. So I would like to see somebody else. Um, what, what, who do you think for a close? A, a, that's a potential person that could could come in here now, like Colome, right? Yeah, I mean Colome is out there. Brad Hand, they've talked about a little bit. Yeah, uh, Brad Hand. Other guys, you know, Sean Doolittle's out there. Joaquin Soria. To me, you know, one, I do want to bring up one thing about the CBT in a second. So, but I, those are the guys that fit. Yeah, and then and then. It, you know, in, in terms of the outfield, I would really, you know, um, anybody that's trying to trade for Ben Attendee or, or is considering trading for Ben Attendee, why don't they just sign Ozuna? Because <laughs> he's better. Yeah. You know, I just, and he's not attached to a qualifying offer. So I think that that really would work. Or, I, I mean, the right Jock, Jock Peterson's out there. Yeah. Like, there's a couple of guys. So, so, but I actually like Ozuna as a potential guy for the Reds. And, you know, I guess if you were to say their needs in outfield, I guess you would say their biggest need would probably, right now would probably be, you know, a guy that can also play center field, mm-hmm. you know, because you're going to have Verdugo up there. That's fine and everything. 
but there's going to be, uh, you know, you have to have somebody that goes out there occasionally. And I'm not, you know, Hunter Renfro is a good defender, but he hasn't played a ton of center field right. in his career. I think he's only like 17 innings. So, but Azuna is an interesting guy because, you know, if he gets, if, if the Red Sox feel like it's the right deal for him, you know what I mean? Like he's not attached to a qualifying offer. I don't, I, mean, I don't see them. I don't see them giving him four years though. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, whatever. But yeah, I think that <laughs> I, I don't know. I've always been a big fan of, of Azuna and like his situation because the money could be the money could be right at the time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, you go out, Jock Peterson, there's there's a bunch of and, you know, and, you know, there's a bunch of um, Delano DeShields Jr. There's there's definitely, you know, okay, my, my guy, my guy is no one talks about Kevin Pilar. Well, the only thing with Kevin Pilar, does he even want to come back? You know, I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, but yeah, he is definitely. And it was interesting because before that all happened last year where he, you know, he got some negative uh, pub, negative publicity, uh, you know, from the media for, you know, he was trying to say the right thing. May have come out like he said about 50 things and one of them mm. might have come out the wrong way. And, you know, so I don't know how he, you know, would handle that on, on wanting to come back. But before when before that happened and when they were about to tra- when they were, you know, there was trade rumors, I was I was saying, you know, they should bring him back next. They should trade him and then bring him back next year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's definitely a fit. Yeah. As a center field piece, Almora, I think you might have mentioned is another one. Mariznik. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a few guys that yeah, that Marisnik. would make some sense there. So something has you know, come about, I guess it's logical, but in the last couple of weeks, and we'll end with this, um, that it, everybody says, well, they're just not going to hit, go over that 210 for the CBT. And like, I guess it makes sense because why start that clock again, if you're really not planning on competing and you don't have to, but uh, that leaves them with $14 million left to make additions after, you know, the, whatever they've committed to these five guys so far um, and arbitration deals and all that. So do you think that that's they're looking at that as a hard cap? Like, do you think there's any chance they'll go over that? Because if you're signing Azuna and some of these other possibilities, like you're going to have to do that. You're signing Odorizzi at this point. You're probably and whoever else you're going to have to do that. Um, so to me, that makes it feel like Rickards and Kike were the big moves, you know, generally. Yeah. So I think that you have to kind of put the um, CBT in context of like the way that Bloom looks at it. Also, in, in addition to how, you know, Henry looks at it. Now, Henry's mm-hmm. looking at it from a, a business perspective where, you know, he gets extra revenue sharing. Um, you know, he saves on taxes if they don't, you know, if they don't go over. And, you know, but I think that you have to look at what, what Bloom thinks too, you know. And, and I think that he probably doesn't think about the CBT as much as, the media and the fans bring it up. Mm-hmm. I think he's looking like, okay, we don't like, you don't have to be a, to be a successful team. You don't have to go to two ten. Yeah. I mean, we see seen that, you know? And so I think that over the long term goal, it's going to be very much like what the Dodgers have done. And the Dodgers did pay it, I think last year, mm-hmm. uh, this past year, but they hadn't. And the Yankees hadn't paid it and they're not going to try to pay it again, but it's like, you know, you should have a team that's at a reasonable price, a reasonable, um, you know, reasonable, uh, you know, threshold or uh, at a reasonable number 
mm-hmm. um, without having to go over it. And I think that that's the way he's going to look at things, you know, go going forward. Yeah, maybe he'll go over it, but he doesn't necessarily have to to be successful. And you know, and you're gonna so you know. Plus, you look at the CBT and what you know. If you go over it in the first year, that's not as bad. If you go over it in the second year, the third year. But we don't know the penalties for the second and third year because there's going to be a new CBA soon. Yeah. So there could be less penalties for the second and third year going, um, repeating, fourth year repeating that, that, you know, or same as the third year. But you know what I mean? Like there could be different penalties. So we really don't even know at this point, you know, the penalties. But I guess it makes sense that you would stay under an ear like this if you're not projecting yourself to be a con- a real legit contender. I think they are projecting themselves to be a team that can win 80 something games, but, Mm -hmm. and and can make a run towards the playoffs, but I don't think they're projecting themselves as a, you know, a legit world series contending team. Right. Well, that would leave, uh, I just did the quick math. I think 27 million to the five free agents they've signed, uh, puts them 14 million short. Like I said, if they want to stay under that, Jake Odorizzi isn't walking through that door and Marcelo Zuna isn't either. So, um that's chris smith i'm chris Catillo. thank you guys for tuning in and uh hopefully for red sox fans there'll be some more moves to talk about in the next couple weeks